welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia episode 161. I am your host, Ryan Black, and I am joined by my co-host, Joshua Taylor. And we are back, and we are playing with power. Josh, how you doing today? Not too bad. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I got off work early today, unexpectedly, and I got to stream, so I'm pretty, Ooh, pretty happy. <laughs> that's always a good thing. I love getting off work early. <laughs> yeah, good feeling. Really good feeling. <laughs> Uh, so weather's been crazy. It's been great, actually. Today, yeah. it was 65 degrees in winter. I am ecstatic. I was walking around without a hoodie for once. Like, About the same here. It was great. I could do that. <laughs> enjoying that. And I know it's not going to stay long, but that's okay. I'm enjoying that little bit of reprieve from the mild winter we've been having, really. I'm perfectly fine with that. I think the um, only major snow that we had, I was gone to Florida during that time, so... <laughs> I lucked out there. You went south for the winter. That lasted a week. <laughs> oh. So uh, before we get into the show, um, I have some uh, news to bring to the fans. Um, as of uh, right now, Jacob had to step down from the show. He's dealing with some major family issues, and uh, his grandfather uh, died as well. And so, like, just dealing with the loss of his grandfather and, and everything that's going on with his marriage, like, he just really couldn't put his heart and soul into the show. And it wasn't fair f to keep, you know, dragging down the show or being kind of negative and just, just not feeling it, even when he's, like, doing the editing and stuff. So he's just really not not in the spirit, and we totally get him where he is right now, and we're, we're definitely praying for him. And uh, he'll be back. He made that very clear. Like, he, he says he loves this show and everything that it is, so... He will definitely be back someday, but he needs to take a take an indefinite hiatus until he gets his things worked out and gets through everything. So gets to a happier place in his life, which is cool. Um, and I'm hoping he's building his nostalgic memories now, just playing video games, because I know that's kind of a big escape for him. So we're glad he's getting this time to take some time away and just really reflect and and uh, build for his future. Oh yeah. So with that out of the way, um, you know. It's been wonderful just having this opportunity to take over the show. Um, you may have noticed last week we did a Sonic episode and Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, and Jacob was a part of it. And uh, so now that Jacob's out of the picture, you know, we, we chased him off. We can do uh, No Holds Barred. You know, we're going to run right into this Sonic thing full force and uh, and uh, do a couple other episodes on Sonic leading up to the release of Sonic the movie. So I'm uh, really excited about this. And uh yeah, so we're doing the Sonic theme. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Nintendo faithful little, are shaming us. <laughs> I feel a little guilty. Just a little bit guilty. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> it needed to happen. I've been wanting to do Sonic for such a long time, so this is great. Um, so uh, let's get into what we are Radical Rexing about. All right, Josh. So is there anything that's really got you excited right now? I'm really just kind of floating along. Um, I know we were just talking about it, and I think it's just something that I've let myself get into for fun. Just uh, I know it looks goofy and whatever you want to say about it, but yeah, I'm excited for that movie. And I know a few of us are planning on going here on the 15th. Um, so I'm just playing a bunch of Sonic games. I don't know. I, I get in that vein every once in a while. Um, and then I won't for like a year or two, and then I'll get back into it. So just having fun with that. Um, other than that, not a whole lot going on. Yeah, first and foremost, I'm Radical Rexine about getting to hang out with you soon. On the 15th, I'm going to be heading up to, to West Virginia and watching the Sonic movie with uh, Josh and his daughter. And then I uh, said something about going out to eat later. I don't know what to think about uh, West Virginian food. Uh, he was raving about these pizza rolls, so I don't know if we're going to do that or what. But uh, it'll be pretty cool to be over there and hanging out uh, just for the day. Uh, just like five-hour drive there, five-hour drive back. Probably a little more than five hours because I'm going to be driving the van again. That goes a little slower than, than most cars. So, But it should be a good trip, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully we'll have a NOS hangout with all the guys and everything who can come. Uh, I know yeah. we weren't able to get Jacob to come along with us for this trip, um, but we will in the future. We will get you, Jacob. Nope. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're gonna just kind of geeking out about Sonic right now is – his movie's coming out, and we'll definitely be geeking out even more so for Mario with the Mario movie on the horizon. So, wouldn't as it be long really as it cool? turns out good. Wouldn't it be really <laughs> cool if we got preview for the Mario movie and the Sonic movie? That would be fun. That would be. That would be really awesome. <laughs> 
go to the premiere or something. That would be super cool. That'd be cool. So, um, yeah, but that's what pretty much the big thing that I'm radical rexing about. I mean, I'm playing Pokemon. I think I just got to, um, I think, 10 Pokemon away from having all of my decks completed. Living decks, at that matter. For that matter. Um, so I'm really close. I got my first 100 Pokemon in my Togekiss. And uh been having fun playing it. Um, although I did kind of... Uh, I kind of... <sighs> did something I probably shouldn't have. I, I should have just waited. Uh, and I got really excited playing all these max raid battles and jumping in and catching Pokemon I didn't have before. Um, but, but last week I gave Robbie a list of, of Pokemon uh, that I still needed. And I guess this whole time uh, he's been kind of breeding and getting the Pokemon I needed on that list. But then, like, I got, I've got, i gotten, like, a majority of them now through max raid battles and just pure luck. And so, like, I feel kind of bad that he's put this time into getting all those. And then I kind of, like, just kind of undid everything that he did. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm sorry about that. And <laughs> and I'll take any of the ones that he's he's made and, and I'll trade and I can definitely, like, you know, use them. I'll, I can send them at least, at the very least, over to someone who's want, trying to complete their decks too so I can pay it forward but uh, I feel kind of bad that I just I got too zealous and, and wouldn't put Pokemon down and kept catching all these Pokemon I was trying to get you know so you know sorry Robbie for that and and uh, I know you've been having a rough day today so I just uh, I hope your your week gets better I know you've been working a lot so we'll need to hang out soon that'd be awesome I did, I did forget a couple of things um, so today, like, I don't know why I never played this one. I remember the ads and everything else, like in Nintendo Power and all that jazz back in the mid-2000s, the early mid-2000s. And it always looked like it would be my cup of tea, but somehow I never got it. But uh, Ty, the Tasmanian Tiger, yeah, is coming to Switch at the end of March now, on March the 31st. So I'm really looking forward to that, because that seems like one of those things I'd love. Um, so yeah, that's got my attention. And actually, I also wanted to bring up real quick, um, Hypercharge Unboxed. Oh, yes. Is, yeah, me and Ryan got to play that a little bit. Um, I did I did a review on it for uh, Nintendo Village, and we played it a little bit early. And it's really good. I, I don't know how to explain it quickly here, but it's kind of like an FPS tower defense sort of deal. But it's, it's almost like you're in the world of, like, Toy Story or, mm-hmm. like, small soldiers or if you ever played the army man games on the 64 but it's a lot of fun i recommend (laughs) yeah oh yeah those were those were good fun it's been forever since i've played them but yeah i just recommend looking into it it's it's 20 bucks but it's a good one let's go check that out yeah it's it's surprisingly good for like this i guess they're an indie studio aren't they yeah yeah they've done a really good job with just the shooting mechanics and like you can edit the sensitivity like you can in a lot of first person shooters and um, they took a lot of care into this, into putting this game together. Um, I think the main mode is just going up against hordes of enemies, and you have like so you can set up traps and stuff, similar to the zombies mode in Call of Duty in some ways. Um, but you know, you, you try to defend off enemies from attacking your your base bases, basically. Yeah. And uh, online. In, the, in between online, yes, and locally. Yep. 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 The four screen uh, split screen. And uh, you can uh, you can kind of explore and collect power-ups and secret items and stuff and, and collect money to build traps um, in between the waves. Uh, so it gives you something to do during that time. But you could also speed it up and end the waves if you wanted to. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, music's not bad. The puns in it are great. So definitely worth checking out, um, If especially if you're wanting like, a good first-person shooter. That's, you know, I'm sorry, but Call of Duty is not going to come to the Switch anytime soon. Uh, at least not before November. I'm hoping, you know. But but th- these things like like these multiplayer experiences, uh, I definitely recommend this this uh, this uh, Hyperbox game, Hypercharge Unboxed. Wow. <laughs> I can't remember the name either. Even when I was writing the review, I played hours, and I the name just I don't know why it doesn't didn't stick with me real well. But the rest of it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did a good job with that. Plus, like any kind of first-person shooter that has a double jump like Metroid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, kind of a, a topic, if you will. Uh, so, you know the history of Kickstarter and video games is not too great. 
And uh, today, Platinum Games released a Kickstarter uh, for bringing Wonderful 101 to consoles. Um, I, I guess maybe computer too, like Steam as well. Um, but the Switch game funded within a few, like I don't even know if it even made it to an hour mark, and the Switch game funded uh, physical, digital, all that, all that fun. And a bunch of like tiers that you can pick up on and spend a lot of money. And, and uh, you know, it's not going to be a mighty number nine right like this is platinum we can trust them right no it's not that bad and they've made this game before so it's just a port right (laughs) so many people have gotten burned by by the the video game kickstarter thing i'm just like this this can't go wrong it's it's you know big studio they know what they're doing they've made this game before like it seems like they hit check off all the boxes and this is just a hey we just want to make sure people are interested in it yep so I have actually personally been burned by this video game thing twice. We're still waiting for Atui's uh, Chicken Wiggle, which is cool. I'm not too, like, putting much pressure on Jules. He's doing a good job, and he's got other projects he's working on, too. So um, I get it. It's going to take time, and the backers aren't too happy that it's taking so long. That's, I mean, I don't I don't hold it against him, honestly. Um, but uh, Jeremy Alessi, I think is his name, uh, did the... Uh, Swapfire uh, 2.0 for Switch, and uh, he launches Kickstarter to generate basically interest in the game to fund the initial like take it to investors, and he's had a heck of a time getting investors to back him. Um, he might have found a couple people that would do it, um, but then when he took it to Nintendo, they wouldn't listen to him. So we're pretty much caught in like permanent limbo. Like he's working on a comic book to, as a supplement to the game, but he, he hasn't been given the green light from Nintendo to even make a game or get a dev kit so anyone who backed him like trying to get this swap fire game going just uh it's kind of kind of gets the short end of the stick i guess so i don't think i backed it a tier where i got the the comic book even so i don't even get that i'm just kind of just waiting forever (laughs) (laughs) i'm shy i'm gun shy about jumping in on the whole you know platinum games wonderful 101 and it was a game that i got I got Wonderful 101, and I didn't play it. Um, so, or I played just a little bit of it, and I didn't quite like looking down at the screen all the time to do things. I, I tried the demo on the Wii U, and I, I know a lot of people like it, and I can understand that, but I, I didn't really get into it, at least the demo. I don't know. Maybe I need to give it more time. The only game I've backed on Kickstarter is Ukulele, mm-hmm. um, and that's just because I obviously I knew the team, most of it. And I trusted them, and it, it turned out fine, to, in my opinion. I really loved it. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and then I backed the uh, the recent um, graphic novel. That's a ukulele one. Oh, nice. Um, so, and that's showing up soon. But, yeah, that's the only game I've actually backed on there. Um, some others have been tempting, but I'm always, I guess I'm kind of like you. I'm really nervous, especially if I don't know the team or don't know who's making it. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to be able to take more chances with that. Yeah, um, I think it's more the game. I didn't really give it, I didn't get to give it a good chance on the Wii U. And so, like, playing it, I, I want to support them and I, I want more games on the Switch. So, I want to do that, but I also don't know if I want to spring for it. I think it's going to, if I want to get it physical, it's going to end up being like 50 some, which is probably going to be 60 at retail. Yeah. So, I'm like, I don't know if it's a game that I'm not really that invested in if I should pay the full or even that, that, lesser amount but i don't really want it digital i want it physical if i get it right i want a piece of that that history but i don't know i haven't been able to jump on it just yet but i'm thinking about it it's got i got 30 days so uh so we're all good and and i I love me some platinum stuff uh but yeah um, well uh, can you imagine I, i would love to see like wonderful 101 is it's kind of the spiritual successor in a way to Beautiful Joe. Beautiful Can you Joe. imagine if they played Beautiful, <laughs> if they did Beautiful Joe? Oh, that would I would be something like, if they put that as a stretch goal, like the possibility of even the possibility of them doing Beautiful Joe, like I will back one of one one one. Like uh, even if Beautiful Joe's it. in the game, like if he's in the game, like I I am there. I am buying this like one hundred percent. You got my vote. <laughs> so oh, you know one can dream anyway. <laughs> oh gosh. He's going to be in the next uh, Smash DLC. Oh, please. Please, please do. (laughs) Yes, yes. 
Henshin and Gogo, baby. But anyway, oh, we're not here to talk about Sorry about Joe. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I received an email, uh, so I'm going to read that before I get into the main topic. So um, this is from uh, Toby Ford. Um, he said, hey, NOS crew. Um, I was wondering if you guys would get around to covering the game. Oh, this is in reference to um, the Metroid Zero Mission that we had a couple weeks ago, so given the context here. I was wondering if you guys would get around to covering the game back in November. I was super excited. I am old enough to have played the original on the NES, NES back in the late 80s. I was terrible, but still loved exploring with Justin Bailey password entered. When it was remade with Super Metroid graphics, I was sold right away. I was on Cloud 9 when I beat it on my NES GBA SP. And can't say anything bad about this game. The upgrades that the game got were a welcome addition. I will say I love the power grip. When I was a kid, I thought so many times Samus would have grabbed that ledge. And the map, what a game changer that was. When I played, I didn't have Nintendo Power or friends that played it. So to say I was lost was an understatement. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> so some major love to uh, having that yeah. Zero Mission remade and uh, more accessible. Uh, a lot more user-friendly. <laughs> yes, it was. So thank you, Toby, for that. Uh, don't Anybody, don't hesitate to send emails. We'll definitely read them on the show. Um, if, you, if you're a little nervous about calling in or think it's just old-fashioned to call in, yeah, send us an email. You know, Message us on Facebook even. like Post on our NOS group chat. It's pretty cool. We love having this, this interaction with you guys and hearing about your nostalgia. <laughs> All right, so I think it's about time we get into the topic. And we've already spoiled what it's about in general. So let's get into Sonic Games. All right, so we are now going to bring to you two games, actually. Um, I can't think of a time that we've brought two games back to back like this. Um, and when I say two games, I mean two games containing many games. So this is a uh, collection episode, a Sonic Mega and Gems collection episode. And um, so we're going to first kick it off, uh, start off with uh, Sonic Mega Collection on GameCube. Um, and then we'll roll on into Gems. <laughs> All right. So, Josh, uh, do you know when the uh, first one came out? Yep. The first one came out in... Uh, on the 10th of November in 2002, it actually came out in North America, it looks like, before Japan, which is kind of unusual. Yes, um, very. Japan got it in December the 19th, 2002, and then Europe got it the next year in March. So, um, yep. So, did you have this from launch? I believe I did. Um, if it wasn't at launch, looking at the time period, it might have been Christmas. Thinking back, I'm not completely sure. But, yeah, I definitely had it early on. This was in the highest part of my Sonic hype, I guess, mm-hmm. so to speak. It was right after Adventure 2 Battle and the first Advance, um, shortly before Advance 2, and I loved all those games. Yeah, I was so glad to get this game. I did get it from launch. Um, I would say, like, it was something that I dreamed about having. Uh, as, a, as a kid, um, I got Sonic 3. Um, I always played at my friend's house, and he had Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. Um, and I always wanted to play the Knuckles, you know, attachment. Mm-hmm. And uh, never got the chance to uh, own it on my own. And so and I played Sonic 3 and wish I had Knuckles to attach to it. So that was my big thing going to this game was I wanted to play Sonic 3 with Knuckles. And oh, yeah. finally experience what that was like to, f- to play it a different way. A new play control, if you will. <laughs> um you know that was just magical playing that and uh you know going to my old staple like so the lineup of games on this uh you've got sonic one uh sonic two uh, i guess you want to say sonic the hedgehog and then sonic two did it have a prefix or a suffix right or a it doesn't it doesn't okay i've got the list here it's just hedgehog two and then sonic three you've got sonic and knuckles um, and then you can unlock Knuckles for Sonic 2 and Sonic right. 3 and Knuckles. Okay, so you did get Sonic and Knuckles. It wasn't unlocked. That was one that came with it. Right. So and then that. you got Sonic 3 Blast, Sonic Spinball, yes. and Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. That was the <laughs> games you started with. And there was a couple unlockables. 
there was a good spread of games. Like it was definitely a starter pack for Sonic, and yep. and it was really aimed at like getting younger generations into Sonic. Um, maybe they didn't grow up on in the Sega Genesis era. Or Nintendo um, fans, for that matter, you know? Yeah, that was, like, first. Like, you know, the second I could support Sonic, I felt kind of bad being, like, a Sega fan, a Sonic fan, because it was kind of, like, cheating on Nintendo. But then, like, <laughs> they actually brought it over to Nintendo, and I was like, see, it's legit now. And I was, like, determined to get Jacob to like Sonic. I don't know. I don't know why he got in his head that Sonic was, was bad, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that was kind of the first in, like, for me getting Jacob into Sonic games. And I think he ended up getting Sonic Adventure 2 Battle instead of the Mega Collection. But that's fine. Uh, he got okay. to experience some of the the great and Sonic, you know, this generation, really. Um, so, yeah, you, you did unlock uh, the ability, like... Like you would if you had Sonic and Knuckles, you could take your cartridge and, and plop it on top of Sonic and Knuckles, like from Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and play as as Knuckles in those games. So you can now uh, kind of unlock those attached games. You could kind of get that bonus. I don't know. It's kind of like getting a DLC content. I mean, very much like, at least that's what it would be in the day. You unlocked it instead of paying for your, uh, you had to earn it instead of paying for your dlc to get you know added characters yeah and in, in knuckles not, not to stick too much on the games but like in, in knuckles and sonic 2 as it's ordered here at least it, it is kind of it almost feels like a mod you mm-hmm. know what i mean like it, not everything is built around him he doesn't jump as high but he can climb and things like that so it feels a little funny but like in sonic 3 and knuckles like that is like one cohesive package like that yeah. all goes together like it even adds more to the story um, you can play through levels of both games with all three characters. Um, so th- that's that's worth it alone. I, I think that's one of my favorite uh, 2D Sonic experiences, just right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did I did like have a lot of Sonic 3 experience, and I loved that a lot. Um, but I think my favorite experience in level design and everything was probably Sonic and Knuckles. So yeah. being able to actually own that in the Mega Collection for the first time and have it on my own and, and play it was really cool. Like, they introduced some cool mechanics like ghosts and, and like, pyramids and things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked all the mushroom, the vibrant mushrooms in the beginning and just the general, like, aesthetic for everything. Like, they had these really pretty crystal caves and, and like, sky islands, and, and it was so well done. Um, the music yeah. for Sky Sanctuary. Oh, yes, yes. Ah. <laughs> uh. Good memories, and I'm glad that I got to experience it again. Now, we extensively played it, you know, back back when I was over at John Hester's, and he was, his mom babysat me. Like, we played Sega all the time. Like, that was my Sega, like, in. And uh, it was really nice to do that, but just to finally own it. And on Nintendo, it was just, like, just such a victory and a, such a feel-good thing. Um, For and- my... Go ahead. I pushed a little bit further, and uh, there's more to unlock. There's a couple other games. Um, the U.S. only got a couple of extra unlocks uh, past the, the Knuckles editions. Um, it was Rystar, and I can't remember what the other one was. I... Flicky and Blue Sphere. Blue Sphere kind of counts as its own game. It's kind of not, but... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I didn't, I didn't enjoy Rystar. I thought it was kind of cool. I, I mean, it wasn't hard mm-hmm. to beat, really. Um, but I enjoyed it. It is a good little game. I've played it a couple times. It's, it's not a bad one to go back to. Now, Blue, Blue Sphere, if I'm, you probably already know what that is as well, but it's basically just the special stages from Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles. Um, it might have some unique ones, but it's the same idea anyway. Yeah. Basically, it's what you would get if you plugged in like something other than Sonic 2 or 3 into Sonic and & Knuckles and hit a certain button combination. I can't remember what it was. I did not but, know that. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember if it had to be like Sonic 1 that you did that with. I don't think Mind so. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll have to look it up. There's some kind of trick to it. I can't remember what it was, but that's basically what you would get if you put, like, if you, not R&L, I can't remember what it was, but you would get a little mini game. And you would just you'd be able to play a bunch of Blue Sphere levels. Hmm. Man, Sega was cool. <laughs> yeah. I, see, this was um, I mean, I've always just 
really gotten like first party Nintendo stuff for the most part, especially up to this point. And um, at least for me, like a lot of the Sonic games, like I never owned the original Sonic games. I never had a Genesis or anything. Um, I played some of them at a cousin's house every once in a while, and I, I, I watched the cartoon. It was like I was kind of a half fan of it. Yeah. But like as a little kid, I even had a T-shirt. I remember looking at back at pictures. I was like, I didn't even have that game. But um, but yeah, this is like when I really got to get into it after playing Sonic Adventure Two Battle. I'm like, man, I, I like I gotta have more of this series. I want to get into it more. This is a really easy way to do so, um, just with all of the games on here, and it's like a lot of the early essentials. Um, so I owned uh, on Genesis uh, Sonic Spinball and uh, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, aka Puyo Puyo. But <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, I know I got to enjoy those too. Like it was really cool to finally play Sonic Spinball and show it off to Jacob. Um, on my GameCube, you know, is something really special. Like, cause I, I have a big fondness. I think my favorite 2D Sonic game is Sonic Spinball, uh, for, uh, for the Genesis. You know, <laughs> that game is really hard, but there's some really cool things about it. Like the concept of it's cool. The music's like mostly really good. The options menu is a little painful to listen to, but the rest of it's really good. <laughs> um. It was actually one my uncle had. I remember actually playing it some as a kid. So that that one's one of the odd ones I actually do have some pretty early memories of. But I don't know if I've ever beat it. I might have cheated and saw the ending once. But (laughs) I've beat a lot of Sonic games, and I don't know if I've ever really been able to beat that one. I beat it, I think, three or four times, and I I really enjoyed going back to it. I've made it to the last level. I do know I've made it there. I cannot remember if I beat it or not. That one's pretty tough, so... Yeah, even if you do get to Robotnik, it's pretty tough to stay up there and, and take him out. So it's a cool game, though. Definitely. Um, it was just cool to run around, like do some platforming elements and collecting things while on a pinball table. It was just—it was really well done. It was a game with pinball elements. Yoko's Island Express is very similar to Sonic's Pinball in a lot of ways. It's got that same spirit. So if if you want an idea of what Sonic Spinball was like it was Yoku's Island Express is is a similar thing to it. If you get a chance to try either of those, I highly recommend it. Um, so let's get into a little bit of the extras for this game. I spent more time in the extras <laughs> than I did in the actual play in the game, so which is saying something because I played a lot of this right. mega collection. Um, <laughs> I feel like such a nerd. So. <laughs> It's okay. I, I didn't really have a way to listen to soundtracks for Sonic, and so oh yeah, I, I didn't have that stuff. So they allowed you to listen to the opening and ending for uh, Sonic CD, I believe it was. Yep. Uh, the Sonic Boom song, like I would listen to that on loop over and over and over and over again, day and night. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> And uh, just, like, pouring over, like, they put in the comic book covers and, like, scan-ins of those. And, like, I just pour over those and love to look at all of those. And I'm never really, I was never really a comic book collector, but it was really cool to have these pieces of history. And the full art scans of the the instruction manuals, I'd go through those, too. Like, I was a nerd. (laughs) That that is actually the only comic I've ever gotten into. Like, it was actually pretty good. That one's gone now, that Archie one, but I think there's a newer one. I'm kind of tempted to check it out. But yeah, there was over 100 covers, I remember, that you could look at just on here. And actually, before I forget about it, do you remember, like, the kind of ominous music that would play on this game like when you were looking at any of the collections it was almost sad you'll have to look it up later it's yeah it's, it, it, it sticks out in my head because every time i'd look at comic covers or whatever it was it was the same music just looping over and over again so it kind of <laughs> like stuck in your brain but they even had a couple that you could read um like full comics in there and i actually i actually own a couple of them now but i've got a pretty decent collection of them somewhere hmm. but uh yeah, you could actually sit there and you can zoom in and flip through the pages and stuff and actually read through a couple of them. Um, so you could spend a lot of time in there. Yeah, it was definitely a love letter to Sonic um, and, and a great, great jumping off point and to get it into Sonic uh, for a Nintendo fan who never really had done Sonic stuff before. Um, they put a lot of good stuff in it. 
I can't say that I'm very good at <laughs> Sonic games. I mean, I've beaten them. I can run through the levels really fast, but I never felt like I'd actually completed a Sonic game because I never went to all the different levels and all the different paths and stuff. And I feel like you have to do so many run-throughs just to get through everything and experience all of it. It got a little bit more linear as you got further. Um, I feel like you had a couple of paths you could take here and there in Sonic and Knuckles right. and Sonic 3. Um, but there was like so many different ways you could go and and, and the other games. Um, I never felt like I've mastered them um, despite being able to beat them. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, to, and it didn't translate badly on the GameCube controller, I didn't think. Mm -hmm. um, I was pretty comfortable with it. Did you have the option to use the D-pad in this game? I don't remember I'm, using it. I think so, because I, I would have probably used it. Um, it's actually been a while since I've booted it up on there. Um, funny enough, I, I recently had I, I borrowed a PS2 from somebody and had booted up the Sonic Mega Collection Plus version on there, and I know you can. I, I, I'm pretty sure you could, because I, I don't know if I would have been able to enjoy it as much as I did by using the stick. Mm -hmm. Now, what did Plus add? Uh, I know it's not necessarily Nintendo, but... Well, it added... Um, it changed a few things, actually, like with the collection on the Nintendo one. Like, the one thing we didn't mention, there's some of the things you can look at in the collection is, like, different artwork. Um, some of it was even, like, a Christmas card. Uh, <laughs> some... I think it was a calling card in Japan that had Sonic Adventure 2 art. Just random junk like that. It was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You can look at. And it, it does have that. Um, it also has the manuals like this one has. You can look at digital scans of all the manuals. But it, like some of the videos were different. Like I, I know on the GameCube one there was like Sonic Adventure 2, uh, a video for that, and the Sonic Advance trailer that you could unlock and all this stuff. So things like that were a little different since those are Nintendo games. But they also added, like, a handful of Game Gear games. And there's actually not any Game Gear ones on the GameCube one. I couldn't remember if there was, but there's not. Um, but there's a handful of just different Sonic Game Gear games that, um, you know, a lot of people probably haven't played. Like the original Sonic the Hedgehog on Game Gear. Um, the first Sonic Drift. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, there's a couple decent ones. The, the Game Gear ones don't hold up as well. Yeah, but yeah. Now, There's... I think they combined them for Sonic Mega Collection Plus or whatever it was called. Um, but um, we did get those games on the GameCube in, in the second collection, uh, which we'll cover here in a second. But Yeah, and a lot of these actually pop up in uh, Sonic Adventure DX. Um, you can unlock some Game Gear games. I can't remember what all ones, but... Wow. Yeah. I forgot about that. There was a lot of stuff in that game, too, like that you could do in the DX version. But I think those are only in the GameCube version, but not like the Xbox one, because I have it on Xbox too, and the Game Gear ones aren't there anymore. So, But there's a few decent ones in there. I'm not crazy over the Game Gear games usually, but yeah, there's some all right ones. Let's get into the Gems Collection. Yeah, Sonic yeah. Collection. Um, I know we skipped over a bit over the, uh, the Sonic 3D Blast. It was not great <laughs> real, real quick on that one because i actually wanted to mention that is a lot of people okay. don't like that game but I, I think it's okay i don't think it's as bad as people say it's it's a little boring i That's will say I that but other than that it's not terrible um i like the special stages in it because they're actually kind of easy and i can actually be lazy and a lot of sonic <laughs> games are pretty darn difficult mm -hmm. and there's like all right i actually like i like being able to reaching the goal to the special stage is part of the challenge in these games. But then like half of them or a lot of the Sonic games, the special stage itself is so hard you waste your chance and then you can't go back. So that was one thing I liked about that was like, okay, I found it and I can actually earn my reward. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that one. D don't play um Sonic Blast, the Game Gear one. That one's pretty bad. That one is bad. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's get into the Sonic Gems collection. Um, this came out... Uh, do you have the date on that one? Yeah, give me just a second. It was... Uh, I believe it was 2005. Yep, it was the 16th of August, 2005 in North America. Now, Japan did get that a few days before us on, on the 11th. But, but yep, just a few years later. And uh, came out on PS2, actually, at the same time. I forgot about that. Hmm. 
so this game uh, basically was the leftovers. The stuff that they didn't put in to make a collection. Um, whether they could fit it all in one disc or not, that maybe has been the issue. Um, but we got this mega collection and the or the the gems collection. The mega collection got me really hyped for this this gems collection because it had the you know Sonic CD on it that had that theme song that I'd play over and over and over again. <laughs> and uh, so like I had to get this game, and it had the GameCube or the, not the GameCube, the Game Gear games. I got to play those finally. Um, I played them a little bit growing up. Um, my friend John Hester, he had all the cool Sega stuff, and he had the Game Gear. And what little bit of time I got to spend playing it without the batteries, you know, being drained. Um, I remember trying to play it as as things were dying, and it kept getting like lighter and lighter and lighter. <laughs> trying to trying to play Sonic, and and they're they're kind of bare bones in a lot of ways, but it was cool to experience like Sonic on a handheld, and uh, didn't translate as well in the Gems Collection just because you know it was on a console screen um i feel like your value really on your first mega collection was great uh, you got a lot of like solid games a lot of a lot of content and stuff um the gems collection it had like a lot, it took up a lot more space and and like the sonic cd was a bigger game and the game game your games wouldn't take up as much space but i felt like there's just some things that were lackluster because of the build that they had for this, the things that they chose and they had to put in it. Yeah, there's some there's some odd ones here. Um, not definitely not not ones that everyone know that that knows of Sonic. Um, I I enjoy a lot of them, but yeah, they're not like they're not all the best. Uh, Sonic CD is particularly pretty good. Yes. Um, Sonic the Fighters, uh, Sonic fighting game. So it's not the first time Sonic's done something weird and gone off and you know, they've been doing some weird things with Sonic for a while. Not yeah, that was a long. that was an arcade game, and uh, I think that was the first time it was playable on consoles, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And then the racing game, Sonic R. Yep. Which is kind of cool. Like, I kind of think I prefer Sonic racing around in a car over. Sonic running around on land like like Sonic R was, but um. that's one of those that a lot of people you know do say is pretty bad, and I admit it's not wonderful, but I think it's just one that I I have memories of on playing yeah. on a computer at my grandparents, and then I played it on here some, and I have fun with it. It's short. Um, the music in it is interesting. Um, if you've never heard the music of Sonic R, you should look that up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things that being a fan maybe really helped me enjoy it more, but if you're not already a fan, I don't know if I'd recommend it. Hmm. So, uh, one of the reasons I picked up this game, the gems collection, I kind of went back and forth on what I was wanting to get it just to play Sonic CD and I heard it was great and I never had the, was it? Was Sonic CD on the uh, Sega CD then? Yeah. Okay, I never had a chance to play that. So I really wanted to experience that. Um, and Sonic fighting games sound kind of cool. Sonic racing games sounded dumb to me. Um, but I, they also had the Game Gear version of Sonic Spinball. And for the life of me, I don't remember that being on the collection. I don't even remember trying to play it. Obviously, it was so bad that it just gone from my memory. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I do think that one's not very great. Because I don't remember it at all. Like <laughs> I, I feel like I would have been stoked to play that game, and no, no memory. There is some cool Game Gear ones on this one. Um, they're different, at least. So one, um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the Game Gear, ver- Game Gear version, for me at least, that one's, I actually forget that that was technically my first Sonic game. Oh, wow. Um, without going into, I guess, full detail, just because it's depressing. <laughs> um, I think it was the year 2000 or so. Um, basically, some family junk went down, and my dad took me to go basically pick something out at the mall. He was like, get whatever you want. And I picked out a Game Gear at some shop that was getting rid of old stuff, mm-hmm. and I picked out that game. 
And so I got a decent amount of play out of that one. It's not bad. It's Hopefully you had the AC adapter. <laughs> I can't remember. I think I did actually. Okay. But, but yeah, and I played it on this version too. And I did eventually beat it and got all the emeralds and everything. It's pretty good. Um, it's it's one of the better Game Gear ones, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, there's a lot of decent ones on here. Spinball's actually probably one of the weaker ones on here. Mm-hmm. Like Drift 2 is pretty good. I don't know if you've played either of the Drift games. Um, but they're not too bad. I, have, uh, I don't remember playing those. Have you played Tales Adventure? That one is one of the ones I did play. And I didn't really get anywhere in it. I'm not a big Tales fan, so... Okay. It's it's slower, um, but maybe that was I why I like didn't, it. Didn't get into it as much. Yeah, um, it's more of a you, you explore different places and find different power ups and things and items. Then you can kind of go back to past levels and get the new places. It's pretty cool. It's something different. I remember reading in a magazine that uh, you could experience Knuckles' chaotics in the game, and. Uh, only to find out that it was available in other versions of the game outside of the U.S. And I was really, really kind of like sad about this. I always wanted to try this Knuckles game. Like, you know, it had uh, SBO in it. And uh, I want to say basically the team from Team Chaotix and uh, and uh, Sonic Heroes. Right. And plus um, yeah. I want to say that there was, I don't know if the B was in there. I think there was someone else maybe in the trio, but um, I just, I really wanted to try that out and it wasn't actually on there. Um, but the thing that made the whole collection worth it for me um, was I was obsessed with Vector Man. Like the idea of Vector Man, it looked so cool. Like, I don't know why I liked it. Like such action packed <laughs> game. Like the idea of like, disconnected like orbs and stuff like kind of bobbing about as he's like shooting things and like just just the carnage is i really really liked and and uh it was a rental that john hester got but i don't think he ever owned it and so like i'm gonna own these games i'm gonna play them because he never had it for very long or at least i wasn't over there when he played it and finished you know playing it so i was so happy to actually have vector man and vector man 2 to play with and to experience that, because, like, I, th- I remember, like, Vector Man would, like, morph into different, like, modes and stuff. And it was just a really cool game all around. Um, I was I've happy played to it. experience it. I've played it on multiple Genesis collections of different sorts, and it's like I've never really gotten real far in it. I think it's just kind of difficult, but it is pretty yeah. cool, like, the way he moves. Yeah, I really like that. It kind of skates along or whatever. Very, very cool. Um, that That made the whole collection worth it. Um, I guess one of the other games that didn't make it on there was uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Pocket Adventure was one that didn't make it on there. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I guess which it would have made this like the coolest collection would be Streets of Rage. They excluded it from the US version, uh, which was a shame. I really wish they would have done that. Mm-hmm. So now I don't know about the extras for this game. Did they have many extras? Like they, like they had Jack, jam-packed in, in the Mega Collection? I don't remember looking at the extras in this one. They did. A lot of it was like unlockable stuff. Um, to go over it some, one unique thing about this one is they had like unlockable demos for a bunch of, a bunch of games, but the demos were, were timed, and it would start you at the final boss for okay. whatever game it was. So like a bunch of the oh. Genesis ones are on there. Like, like what Nintendo's well, doing with the online, with their something like that. There was a what was it? There was an amiibo some sort of collection on Wii U. I remember you could scan it in. Like, if you'd scan in Samus, you could play the last fight of the first Metroid or something. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. But yeah, it was something like that. Like, I remember actually going back and doing that. Um, you could, I think you could pick, like, the good endings or the bad endings. And then if you had enough time, you could just start playing the game. I mean, it wasn't enough to get through anything. But they had a bunch of the Genesis ones, um, a bunch of Game Gear ones, and things like that. So that was a pretty interesting part of the museum. Um, but other than that, like they had a bunch of artwork, uh, you could unlock artwork from each of the three, the three main games were, you know, Sonic CD, the fighters and R, and you could slowly unlock artwork for that, for doing different things. Um, there was just artwork from a bunch of different, uh, let's see, Knuckles Chaotix is on here. There were screenshots of the adventure games and heroes. Remember heroes is pretty new still around this time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and just a bunch of other random stuff. I see one thing just looking back here. There was like promotional holiday artwork, photos of a Japanese of Japanese Sonic arcades, such as the p- patrol car. If you've ever seen a picture <laughs> of that. Um, so cool stuff like that. There was also music tracks, like our remixes of a bunch of stuff. Uh, looking through some of it here now. Uh, there was like a remix of Open Your Heart, the Sonic Heroes theme. Um, good handful of stuff there. So there's some pretty inter- interesting stuff along with a few videos. Uh, so there was plenty to dig into. It wasn't quite like digging through the uh, comic book covers and things like that. Like if you get into that, you could get a lot of time out of that. So, But it was still cool. There was still a decent amount of extras to this. We got a lot of Sonic games on GameCube, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Sonic love was finally finally unleashed, and when uh, the rivalry finally b- broke down between you know Sega and Nintendo, and they just you know they became a third party developer and and uh, put away their old their old squabbles. So it was it was cool. Like a lot of GameCube like players like benefited from that with that a, that treaty. It was a big deal at the time. I benefited from it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Sonic memories were made during this this span of time between, you know, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle to Sonic Heroes. Like a lot of good good things happened. Um, oh yeah, the GameCube was the biggest part of that, and the Game Boy Advance. That whole time period is what got me into it. It hasn't been quite as great since I don't think, but it's I, I still like it, and it's mostly because of this era. Hmm. Well. I think that brings us to the end of the episode <laughs> yep um yes i'm so glad that we were able to talk about sonic uh, with jacob being absent <laughs> <laughs> sorry jacob <laughs> i hope he listens to this anyway <laughs> so i uh, do before we close out uh is there any closing remarks you'd like to make i don't believe so i, I would like to see a lot of this be more accessible um like on newer consoles like the switch um there is things like the genesis collection on the switch that's usually at a good price and there's a handful of sonic games on there and other good genesis games um and i, I feel like it kind of goes under the radar so uh, if you're into that sort of thing you might want to look into picking that up so it's pretty cool um yeah i'd like to see some of these weird ones come back like you know sonic r i know a lot of people don't really care but you know yeah. I, I liked having these things um, accessible Sonic CD, some of the uh, Game Gear ones and things like that. Yeah, I really need to go back and play and beat some of this, those ones like oh. Sonic CD. I was like so hyped for it and then I never beat it. <laughs> and all the extra stuff was cool at the time. All the different pictures of like artwork and things from over the years and comics. I, I like to keep that stuff alive. Definitely, like yeah, it was a great just compilation of history and and uh, you know we'll have it for years to come. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm glad they did this thing. All right. Uh, did you want to plug in your uh, your Twitter uh, and where they can find you? Sure. Uh, the best place to find me because I'm there quite often would be at Twitter uh, at Whopper Seven Four Four Games. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I cannot remember my tag. I think it's at Whopper Seven Four Four. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, you can find me uh, at Metroid Hunter on Twitter and uh, on my Twitch, uh, Metroid Hunter 101. Um, Kyle Martin did the art for my uh, my icon, my new icon. So I'm pretty excited that I'm getting some some channel uh, official art for my my streaming channel. I got to stream some today, so it's been been cool to show that off. Um, it's a Metroid wearing a, a graduation cap. It's kind of going the whole like you know Metroid Hunter 101, like class 101 from college. You know, teaching the basics. And, uh, you know, just, and it's basically the idea is like Samus is teaching the baby Metroid how to hunt and things like that. So it's kind of just like a cute, like picture of like a classroom or something like that. It's kind of the idea that I had and just like, you know, playing through games, streaming and like teaching people how to do things is, is kind of like my, my shtick. So I'm excited to get into that. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, I saw that artwork earlier and I don't even think that clicked until just now. The whole 101 thing. <laughs> yeah, most think it's just like numbers someone added on, you know, just to make it, you know, fit a certain. Well, the hat and everything. I was like, oh, now that really makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
so enough about me. <laughs> you can find the show at uh, Nint- the NintendoVillage.com slash Nintendo Nostalgia on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Um, you can also find us on YouTube. Uh, Facebook, you can find us on Facebook at Nintendo NOS, on our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS. You can find us on our Instagram at Nintendo NOSIN. Shoot us an email, Nintendo NostalgiaIN at gmail.com. Uh, we are still working diligently on the Patreon. I know some things have been changed around. Uh, we still have some structuring to do and some things to figure out. Um, but uh, definitely hope to bring that to you soon. And also, you can call us on our hotline. Um, share your memories and show us some love at 317-969-5690. Guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week for another Sonic episode. Later, Preston. Bye.